0: and that's the hardest part and today everything is different there's no action I have to wait around like everyone else can't even get decent food right after I got here I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup I'm an average nobody get to live the rest of my life like a schnook Rush, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me, Joel Murphy and Lars.
1: Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio, and with me, Lars Periwinkle. What's up, man? what's up Monet? you ready to take that highway to the danger zone (laughs) (sighs)
2: and remember kids yeah that's fine that's fine let's do it i know you have to
1: yeah i (laughs) it's really funny you this is a self-fulfilling prophecy on your part because you know that i love tom cruise and you know that i saw top gun maverick so you you've been messing with me about seeing it and so now i just want to talk about it just to antagonize you yeah please please list that. i don't i'm really not a hater i
2: just don't understand i've never understood the fascination with that movie like it's an okay action movie from the 80s i i don't get it
1: no it's a really funny thing because i'm i'm a big tom cruise fan but i'm really like a modern day tom cruise fan (laughs) like i like this action phase of his career i mean i've always Uh liked him i think he's a, a movie star but uh I don't, yeah, I'm the same way that I never had an affinity for Top Gun, and I wasn't, like, look, I mean, I love Christopher McQuarrie and their collaboration, so when I saw that he wrote it, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting, but I wasn't inherently interested in this movie until it was getting such good reviews that I was like, I have to know why (laughs) everyone is loving this, (laughs) and... I will say, I mean, because you haven't seen it, and I don't really have a ton to say about it. But I think the answer is it's like the original, but coherent. <laughs> like it's better. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The the first one, um, it doesn't really have a plot. No, it's pretty meandering. Because I rewatched yeah. the original again. I think. Look, the and this is Pride Month, so I want to say this up front. I think the thing that the original has that is lost in the new one is it's very gay, no, and I yeah, I don't yeah. think the new one uh is gay and i think that's a mistake because they even play shirtless football but God. it's not it doesn't have that, that clear sexual tension that that shirtless volleyball scene has
2: yeah i how there was no making out in that movie between among
1: any of those gentlemen is beyond me like it's to the point that when <laughs> there is a love scene in the original with tom cruise uh and i don't do you remember the actress's name that's in the
2: original i, I do Nah, I did until you asked me. She was in Witness.
1: But you almost expect him to call out Goose, like, like, by accident. (laughs) What what was that? Uh, I I said, Goose me. That's what I... (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna fondue the cheddar, That's what I said. But yeah, it's it's a strange thing where it's like, I remember that Goose died in the original, and then I went back and watched it, and I was like, that's how he dies? (laughs) It just sort of happens.
2: Get, was it a was it an accident with his ejector seat? Maybe.
1: Yeah, it's it's during the the training run that it's just they they're trying to do something and the plane stalls out and then he just can't get out of the plane like as it's crashing. Right, right, yeah. Right. Ke- uh, Kelly McGinnis. That's it, Kelly McGinnis. Yeah, yep. who did not come back for the new one? They just replaced her with uh, Jennifer Connelly, and well, I think she's too 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 old. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> but uh, what'd you do? What'd you do? Age? Stop it. But yeah, Top Gun Maverick, not as gay as the original, which is definitely a knock on it. But other than that, I think everything about it is better, that it's shot better. The story is a story uh, and it understands what you want from it, which is guys flying airplanes and a completely nonsensical ending. So that's my... I I mean, that's kind of the first one as well. But from what I
2: remember, the first one was um maverick goes to the top gun school and people don't like him because he's reckless because i guess his dad or something from what i remember i have seriously it's been like 20 years since i've seen this movie you're and not then, wrong so far i mean you're, okay. you're on it <laughs> and then um some conflict happens among the men and his superiors and then he and kelly mcginnis have a blossoming uh romance and then at the very end it's like oh oh but there's a mission so don't go do the mission, but they don't really say what it is or who the
1: enemy is. Yes. No. And they, they keep that alive in the new one, which I was very excited about. They go out of their way in the top gun franchise to not commit to who the, and it's, <laughs> it's such a funny thing because again, like the new ones shot better. And so, you know, we're like high def, better cameras, but essentially it's this uh, fleet of, of, you know, airplanes, fighter planes, with guys flying them that just have black helmets with black visors, so they don't have right. faces. So, they don't even right. commit to, like, any distinct features. Yeah. I think the only thing they committed to was that the planes
2: they were flying were MiGs. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah, is a, Which is a Soviet jet, but they, they don't get any more specific than that.
1: Yeah. And it's even... I In the new one, I can't even... They fly... Because the new one, the mission is different, where they're actually trying to blow up a specific... Look, I'm just gonna... I don't even think this is a spoiler, but... The mission is essentially it felt like they ripped off a new hope. Like they're yeah. literally like you have to fly into this trench and blow up this underground base. And the only way you can blow up the base is to hit a very specific small target. So it's essentially just the end of a new hope. In this. Okay,
2: they're blowing up the Death Star.
1: Yeah. That's, that's And that's fine. I guess if people like it, that's fine. I don't get it. Yeah, but it's... I I think like the first one I don't really get either because not much. You're completely right. Not much of anything happens. Like it feels like the original doesn't really commit to anything. Like Iceman Uh is supposed to be his his rival, but they don't lean hard enough into that to make it interesting. There's a mission at the end, but it's like they just got to the end and realized they needed a climax. I think
2: the last time I watched it, I remember... Um, thinking like, oh, there's a mission. But where did this mission come from? Like, all of a sudden, there's something to do when there hasn't been anything to do up to this
1: point. Well, because they're in school. It's flight school. And again, so these are the things they do better in the new one, because in the new one, which made clear. Yeah, I'll give the quick setup and maybe this will help. Because so Tom Cruise is still flying fighter jets. And they actually kind of explain, which I liked, that. He's still a captain because he's still Maverick. He's he does his own thing. He should be an admiral, and he should just be in like a cushy desk. But he's such a do his you know beat to his own drum. Whatever. Well, he's such a Maverick. He's such a Maverick. You know, you named him Maverick, Uh. so. so he. And then what they tell you is that Iceman, who is an admiral, is the only reason that he doesn't get kicked out of the military. But as punishment for his latest transgression. He has to teach at the school and he's teaching all the best fighter pilots. They're bringing them back to the school to do this Death Star mission because they they need to do it. And so, like, they've all graduated. So, they've already avoided that part. And they have a specific mission that they're training for the whole time. So, it's already more coherent. (laughs) That's good. That is good.
2: Yeah. So, that's the pitch. It makes more sense, too, because they had this, you know, there was famously an uptick in Navy recruitment. After the first one, and I think they're they're planning on seeing an, another one with this movie, maybe. But you know, it in '86 um, there was a Cold War. You know, we weren't in a war, so to speak. So it kind of made sense that they had to, they weren't saying we got all this stuff to do, and then all of a sudden, wait, actually, we, we do have a mission. Where this one, it, you know, to say like, yo, let's go to school just in case war breaks out, <laughs> just yeah. in case the USA finds itself in
1: a skirmish. I do love that one of my favorite things that I think is smart that they do in the new one is they don't really want to address drones, so there's just an idea. Like there's a few like vague lines about drones will never have the intuition that a pilot has, you know. But it's like they know the writing's on the wall. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure now that the writing isn't on the wall. I think drones replaced fighter pilots in most <laughs> situations. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> and at least know. the US Air Force, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> Like Navy, whatever, the U.S., like military. I don't think sure. like I'm sure we yeah. obviously we still have fighter pilots, but I don't think they're they're definitely not blowing up Death Stars or whatever's
2: happening in this. You would send yeah, a drone. I don't, I don't think I don't think we we're going to have fighter pilots be dropping bombs anymore.
1: Right. Well, and, it, and it's funny, too, because like the whole setup, now that I'm thinking about it and talking to you about it is like you have to fly low in this ridge to evade the radar and then drop the bombs. And I'm like, you know, it'd be really good at doing that. A drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for a pilot to do. Yeah, but probably not a drone. <laughs> I went to the danger zone. Oh man, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> ah boy. Anyway, so that was, that was my review of Top Gun Maverick. Better than the original, but not gay enough okay so not better than the original well the yeah in every other facet except the reason that i assume everyone watched it because <laughs> that yeah. is the thing it does the best
2: <laughs> i do i i do appreciate that miles teller um has a mustache yeah, yeah that that douchey gay mustache
1: look and i because i don't, and
2: by the that... way i wasn't using that as as a pejorative yeah i think that is a douchey homosexual mustache like that. yeah no i think that that's yeah
1: It is someone who is homosexual, who is also, you know, kind of a ridiculous person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I never thought that Miles Teller looked like Anthony Edwards until you put a mustache on both of them. And I was like, yeah, he could be his son. Yeah. You know what's funny? He looks like he could be um, the product of Anthony
2: Edwards and Meg Ryan, who were supposed to be his parents. Like he. He kind of looks like that.
1: Yeah, like I never thought that, but I was like, that makes sense. Also, um, I'm gonna break, I'm gonna pull this bandit off real quick. They did not get Meg Ryan back. For- <laughs> what? I know, I know. I was hoping. <laughs> they really didn't try to get. I mean, I don't know who else. They got the two people back that you would have been upset. Like that, you would have not accepted if we didn't see both of them. So I think everyone else they sure. f- figured were expendable. Yeah.
2: Well, very unnecessary, but fine. Everyone seems to like it. It seems like a bunch of fun.
1: Uh, It is really fun. And I think here's the thing that helps it the most. Tom Cruise is crazier. So he's flying fighter jets and mm -hmm. technology is better. So it looks cool when he flies fighter jets. Right on. Right on. I mean, that's really the selling point, you know.
2: Now, let's get another hot shot in the works. Then we're talking. Part (laughs)
1: Triss. Part plot. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Well, speaking of things that people are nostalgic for that, uh, you know, are being trained for every last dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, You want to talk about Star Wars? Oh, okay. We can do that. Well, well, you know, look, can we just acknowledge did you ever think in your lifetime you would get to the point where I would ask you if you wanted to talk about Star Wars and you'd be like, I guess. Yeah, that's no, fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to be a Star Wars fan.
2: It's. I mean, I'm never going to stop. It's pretty much my religion at this point. But it's just like, I almost don't want to admit it. Because once you say, oh, yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Now, you- now I have to, like, prove that I'm not an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> There's a... It's Star Wars fans and Rick and Morty fans. And honestly, and this one used to happen to me all the time is like when I told people that I really love Fight Club. Like there are certain things Mm -hmm. that if you like, there is a loud subset of fans that really ruin it for everyone else where you're like, no, 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 no. But not like that. Like I like it (laughs) like a normal amount, like Like, a normal person. (laughs) Like, What's the healthy amount of liking it?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say the amount, but just the 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 overarching attitude towards the
1: thing that I like a whole hell of a lot is healthy. Yeah, it is very upsetting. And this just to acknowledge it's a front too. like, I don't it's not a good look for Star Wars fans that when Ewan McGregor, who's, you know, the star of the show has to take time to say, hey, stop harassing my co-star. In the yeah. show. Yeah. That's not good. Stop that. No, It, it fucking
2: sucks. I just like, I don't, uh, I, I, I will never understand it. And I, I think like, I almost want to, this is one of those instances where I almost feel like I want to be a gatekeeper and tell people like, like, I don't know. I don't know you personally, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that I have been a bigger fan of this for way longer than you have. And this is not the right attitude to have. This isn't how we started. We are normal people who are just very into this thing. There's no, we don't start dictating what it should be and what it shouldn't be. And then having shitty attitudes about who they cast and what roles and shit like that. We don't do that. We take it as it comes. Were you there in 99, (laughs) man? Were you there May 1999? No, shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. Goddamn incels. I was, that was my, like, I think that was the best. Well, first of all, the fact that you and McGregor came out and unequivocally, like, called them out for it. But also, I really loved that again. Oh, the- you know what? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Our audience might not know what the hell we're talking about.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you want to tell them? Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Let me just, um, cause I, I want to, I don't remember her name off the top of my head because she is a new star. Um, but they so Obi Wan. Um, the TV show, Obi-Wan, um, Moses Ingram, there we go. Moses yeah. Ingram is playing, uh, an inquisitor and an inquisitor is, um, a character. It's a, it's a group of people that work for the galactic empire that go, that are going around and hunting Jedi. And she, uh, <laughs> my, my issues with the sort of plot of this show aside, um she has a chip on her shoulder for obi-wan for what seems to be varied reasons that keep going back and forth but anyway she's the main antagonist um that we're seeing i, I mean you can be argued that darth vader is the main antagonist but I, she is i feel working like for him you're getting in the weeds on this explanation in the weeds, you're right <laughs> anyways moses ingram <clears throat> um is um is a black lady mm-hmm. and people online, these awesome fans online are complaining that it was just um, woke casting and she doesn't to make belong the there. villain of black woman is woke casting yeah, exactly. according it's to them woke casting. And yeah. this is just uh, this, this show is just another victim of liberal thinking and uh, she's not good. And her, and her character sucks and it's ruining the entire show is what they're saying.
1: Which is similar to when they had uh, pretty much the same thing to say about Kelly Marie Tran being in The Last Jedi, which the only thing that those two characters and actors have in common is that they are both women of color. So I think that is worth noting that that seems to be the issue among these quote fans. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes,
2: which yep. that and it's, would... and it's funny. It's not. It's not masked at all. They're not saying, no. "Hey, I just don't like her character." And you start reading into it and think, "Oh, I think they might just have a problem with her gender and/or ethnicity or race." Um, but they're just coming out and saying, it like, "If they just they just shoehorned uh, a black lady character into this role, and it's stupid." Like, what the what the fuck are you talking
1: about? <laughs> right. What's also, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's very upsetting. And again, like Kelly Marie Tran, you know, had to quit social media because she was harassed at every moment and seems by all accounts to be the sweetest, like most, you know, just like.
2: She like, seems like it. But look, even if Kelly Marie Train is a huh. douchebag, she yeah. was hired to do a job and she did her job. Why are
1: you attacking her? But I did Right. No, I, sorry. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. But I'm just saying in general, like, these are just like these are people who are hired to do a job and then they get harassed so badly because the world is terrible. Yeah.
2: What do you? What are they supposed to say? You know, and you're attacking them. You're attacking them because they're the face of this thing that you hate, which is people who are different than you, apparently. And you're like, like, what are they supposed to do? Turn down the job? (laughs) You know? No, no, no. I, I think I think someone else should play this part or rewrite it because this ain't right. You know what I mean? The problem I have with the character is they keep going back and forth with her motivation. And I'm like, would you just tell me what the hell she wants? And like all the like, first Leia's bait, but now they actually need her. But Obi Wan keeps saving her and then telling someone else to take her away, and then he has to catch up with them. And I think this is is getting pretty redundant these are these are the
1: issues i have with the show there is a little fuck who's playing what part yeah there is a little bit of like an 80s or 90s video game quality to these episodes where it's like the end of every episode is he saves leia or does he leia's in another castle or like you know he saves her it's like maggie in that simpsons arcade game they keep stealing her again at the end of every level yeah yeah straight up straight up i mean he was on
2: he was on, um, they were about to use that, that secret um, Jedi escape route, and, um, uh, he, he tells Game of Thrones lady, no, you take Leia and escape, and I'm gonna stay here. But why? Because he, bec- if yeah. it's because you think Darth Vader can track you by feeling you, well, you confronted him, you lost, and then you left on the damn ship anyways, and no one followed you.
1: Yeah, I, there's, I, <laughs> I
2: don't really get what's going on. They seem to I'm enjoying it, but they really seem to be shoehorning in this this suspense and action because the decisions people are making don't
1: make a hell of a lot of sense for what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, I completely agree with you on that in that, like, on paper, I completely understand the idea that we're doing. Uh, And I like it because I think it fills in. Some gaps of like, how does Obi Wan like know about Darth Vader, and how does Leia know who he is, and all? Like, I think the instincts are good for what mm-hmm. would bring him out of hiding, but yeah, it's it's sort of disjointed. The storytelling the the Darth Vader stuff hasn't really made a lot of sense. In like, Darth Vader as a character is all over. I think every character is all over the place. Like that, you're totally yep. right. That, and it's also I don't maybe this has always been a problem within the empire. Maybe this is why they didn't work, but like, what's your power structure? Like, what is, what's the chain of command? Like, you know, if Vader favors, you know, Moses Ingram's character, this inquisitor, like how come her, there's still like people ranked higher than her, but lower than Vader who are really, really middle managing her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like, I, I think that she will have been one of the younglings that we saw at the very beginning during Order 66, but they haven't touched that at all. So at this point, we're just supposed to think, well, she wants to get a promotion. So she kills her boss and she keeps doing the exact opposite of what she's told to do and keeps getting almost killed by her superiors. But then she's like, no, I actually did this other thing. And they're like, oh, oh OK, good job, Ben. Well, you can you can just keep doing that, and I'll I'll trust you to follow orders from now on. <laughs> Four episodes, and she has
1: not followed one order. But but this time you'll be good, right? There's a little bit of that that one Simpsons episode. The you're stealing my trailer. I like oh, that. I, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that totally. seems to be the reaction <laughs> every the- single time. I mean, like
2: you're a you're a universal fascist government. You're probably going to need like your your gestapo to
1: follow the orders of their superiors I and she that, just won't do it i really thought that was like their whole thing with fascists like they're really into following order yes
2: i i'm not oh, i'm not wait, getting that so sorry that's so, the
1: issue is i think her character is not well written at all sorry i <laughs> as we we're just talking about this i think it all just clicked into place for me i understand it the, these people are upset online because they don't like that one of the fascist characters is a woman of color. That actually, because <laughs> they're fascists. Yeah. They're fascists. Yeah. They're like, she's not in our club. That's what they are. Like that, that's the reaction is like, well, uh, the, that's our side. So we're upset about the casting so of un- our heroes. So unrealistic. So yeah.
2: the only reason fascism exists is
1: to get rid of, you know unwarrables yeah so i think that's what they wouldn't care if she was well i mean they still yelled at like about kelly marie tran but yeah it's i just it clicked in my brain that they are fascist that's why they care okay maybe that's it yeah we're doing we're doing you a favor by calling you fascist yeah um (laughs) anyway yeah i this is what it's in 2022 this is what it's like to try
2: to talk about stars doesn't it fucking suck like you just wanna you just wanna be a pedantic nerd but you can't even because you have to start off with saying like, okay, first of all, I don't have a problem with this person's um, genitals or skin color. Now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Then you have to move on. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. No, it's. I'm sorry I brought it up. I don't want to talk. And, to... Hey, I, I think it's unfair to talk about it without bringing. No, it, no, no, bringing no. I know. Like... Just saying like we're firmly against that. But um, uh, I think the at this point, um. The entire show is being saved by uh, like Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he just is. He's perfect. He's yeah. Fucking I, perfect.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because he's definitely played the character longer than uh, Alec, Alec Guinness at this yeah. point. And yeah, I I do think of it like it's that's what the only reason that I was initially even excited. When, and this is like when they announced it before we knew any details of just them announcing it was like. He wants to do this, and I like that. You know, I like that he loves this character, has always loved playing him, and wants another shot at it. Like, that intrigued me about it. And he's great. Yeah, he's he's great. I I agree with you. The writing's not doing him a lot of favors. Can I ask you, too, what did you think of the confrontation between him and Darth Vader? Because... It felt to me like it was supposed, like I should have loved it, but I didn't. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I when
2: when Vader was walking through that town and just indiscriminately snapping necks and choking people, awesome. Yeah, like trying to draw him out. I totally get that. Um, but yeah, the the actual confrontation. Um, I we've never seen. It didn't even occur to me until they brought up in this show that Anakin would want revenge on the person who put him in that suit it never it never really occurred to me right so now that it's happening it i think it's
1: weird i think it's just weird yeah I, yeah it's it's a strange thing because i feel like the way anakin it doesn't matter what the original movie said at this point cuz everything has been <laughs> reinterpreted and changed yeah, by the yeah. prequels and but Yeah, I think my take on it from A New Hope was always this idea that when Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, which at that Mm -hmm. point we didn't really even know what that meant. It was like he was a man and then he became this, you know, android thing Mm -hmm. and the android thing isn't the man anymore that that was like. So that was always kind of the framework I had. So when you watched the prequels, when. He was left on what is it, Mustafar? Is that the right one? Did That's I That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh that that was the end of Anakin Skywalker, and once you put him in that suit, even though he did the no, uh-huh. which we all loved, which is the best part uh-huh. of that movie. But uh <laughs> that like yeah, by this point, which is what, ten years later, right, that there wouldn't really be traces left of Anakin. Yeah, yeah. You think he he'd just he would just
2: be be the sith machine that just does the the bidding of his master and keeps order in the universe i mean that to to say that he' it's, i think it's really out of character for him at this point to be um uh a whole like putting his personal affairs before imper imperial business. Yeah, if I, if, that was just that's why I never really thought of it before, because, you know, when we're introduced and in, like you said, a lot of things have changed and being retconned and reinterpreted. But when we meet Darth Vader, it's like it's really nothing but business. So, like, I don't know. how I obviously don't know how this this series is going to end, but um, Obi-Wan doesn't die. And Vader seems to stop pursuing him. So what's, what changed? Why doesn't he give so much of a shit about him anymore? Cause he's not actively seeking him anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also what happens in the next, what is it? Nine years that really ages him up. I think that's the other big question.
2: Yeah. Good call. Good <laughs> call. Gotta get real see, old. <laughs> and also do they have, do they have a long-term plan? Very, very talented. I think we've talked about voiceover actors Not enough on this show, but plenty on this show. So many talented voice actors working in the business right now that don't get enough credit. But still,
1: do they have a long term plan for when we lose James Earl Jones? Do you know what I think it is for real? Yeah, like because this was the weird thing. So with the Mandalorian, when Luke showed up the first Uh time they had Mark Hamill, there and he you know they they got him to he actually did the performance and then right. they had a guy that was like a lookalike and they did deep fake stuff but in um the Boba Fett when we <laughs> they just did a very special episode of the Book of Boba Fett which was the Mandalorian right. which is why we were all watching right. um <laughs> then when they showed Luke at that point Mark Hamill it came out that he was never even on set for that one And in fact, his voice, which you could kind of tell because it kind of sounded a little weird, was like this computer technology, you know,
2: that was happening.
1: Yeah. And that's why it sounded, which, which, you know, is also hilarious because the one thing about Mark Hamill (laughs) famously Uh post Star Wars is that he's a prolific voice actor. Yes. So he could do young Mark Hamill. (laughs) Like, even if you think his voice sounds different now, which it really doesn't, you know, yeah. it maybe sounds a little, but like he could do a, an impression of himself from, you know, he indeed, Return he of the indeed. Jedi, but no, they use the computer. So all of that to say, I imagine they're trying to perfect that technology so that they can just use a, you know, like a robot speak, speak and say, kind of, we type the words sure. and a computer says it is the long-term plan. I, I guess because I've never gotten used to this new Kermit the Frog. I can tell you that, you know, it's been, it's not it's even been close. Thir- 30 years and I, feel, I, I still don't like it. I feel like it's wandering further. Kermit yeah. the Frog. I feel like every time I hear Kermit the Frog, he sounds less like Kermit the Frog. than he did right. before. I don't know what's going on because <laughs> I think hasn't there been more than one? I think there's been a few. What well, well, was his son for a while? I
2: think it was Matthew and uh, he <laughs> I'm just playing Matthew. <laughs> It's not Matthew Henson. I think he was the first man yeah. to the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, that was also the middle school that I went to,
0: <laughs> Matthew Henson.
2: I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was his son. But yeah, I think even his his son stepped away from it and it's someone else now. I don't know. It's the, weird. But like, look, if you're going to keep putting Darth Vader in shit, I, I don't know what to tell It has to sound like James Earl Jones.
1: Yes. Yeah. And no one's ever done a good impression of James Earl Jones because that's always been a weak point when people have done parodies of Vader or whatever or even video games where they don't get James Earl Jones, it's always super noticeable that it's not him. Yes. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, I think, look, uh, it's kind of funny to see Darth Vader doing shit in the real world. Like, you see him, like, I don't know, you see him at cons and on the subway and you see him, like, getting his groceries and checking the mail and shit. But um, maybe maybe we should just cut that shit out because you have to work so hard to make him scary now. He used to be scary as shit. Yeah, in the eighties, everyone was afraid of Darth Vader, but now you have to like he has to murder five guys when he walks into a room
1: in order for him to be intimidating. Yeah, I also man, this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I don't know like this is I realize this is me because people didn't agree with me when I said this about Rogue One, but I think there's something, and I know that it's uh, Hayden Christensen is is in the suit now, Mm -hmm. but like I also think they. He moves too fast. Like, I thought they did good. The scene that you were talking about where he's choking people. But I thought even like the fight scene with him and Obi-Wan, which I imagine they're trying to speed up the fighting. So it's not like in a new hope. But I just in my mind, Darth Vader barely moves like. he just, (laughs) But in a way that makes sense in the way that like Andre the Giant barely moved. Right. Of just doesn't have to. Yeah, when you're that intimidating and that powerful, it's very little motion. You know, like you don't you're so powerful that you barely have to raise an arm or swing your lightsaber or whatever. And I think the more they show Darth Vader and stuff and the more of him that we see just existing, it does kind of take the mystique away. Because I do feel like in the original movies, he was either like marching down a corridor with purpose or killing someone or something or like. Yelling at Leia, and now I don't know. It, it, like you said, we see him so much that the mystique's kind of gone anyway. And it's just there's something about like, they, I look, we've certainly talked about David Prouse more on this show than possibly anyone else who isn't related to David Prouse ever yeah, has. Yeah, but he really got it, and I think it was because he was a large man, I think that yes. was just how he moved. and. Yes. You know no, no offense to like Hayden Christensen who I I don't think it's him that like it's his fault I just it's I don't think Darth Vader moves the same way that- Well I mean he's
2: I I don't think I really know what you mean because I it's not like we've we've seen him you know racing Usain Bolt or something like that like he's not on uneven parallel bars either I don't know what do you mean like when is he moving super fast well, it's just the
1: way that he moves. I just all okay. of his movements every day. Do- there's something maybe it's my brain. And I, I realize this could just be a me problem. But it's like now that you've mentioned it, I'll
2: keep an eye out for it. I just yeah. I haven't noticed that at all, really. I mean, there's definitely I've definitely noticed something different with his physicality. But like you said, I think that's a symptom of it not being
1: David Prowse in that suit. But that's all I'm really saying. It's it's not even. Yeah, it's not like maybe I'm I'm overstating it. Because, again, it's not like he's running or anything, but it's just the way that the arms move, the way that he walks. There's just something about his overall physical presence that when it was a man who was a literal bodybuilder, I think he moved a little more deliberately and like with no wasted motion where, again, I just think because Hayden Christensen is... You know, a more just like normally proportioned man yeah, that he moves yeah. like a normally proportioned man. When I don't know, something about David Prowse's physicality really sold. This is a clunky robot man. Yeah,
2: he really, he, David Prowse was very much, when he introduced the physicality of that role, it was very much like, shoulders back chest out yes you know like i take up all the space in every room
1: i move into thank you that's what you i know. i'm not saying well but i think it's a posture thing like i think yeah, it's just sure. like like yeah, the now way he's, he's-,
2: he's sort of like his head is forward and his arms are kind of like going back and forth like he's really marching himself into when it was much more just like this ease of confidence that we're used to seeing
1: with. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I uh, you think you're, yeah, you help me land on what I'm trying to say. I, I think it's yeah. totally a thing of, of his physicality is not. Yep. Act, is spe- not spe-
2: gonna... Yeah. Speaking of um physicality. um, In um the very beginning of episode one, the Phantom Menace.
1: Oh, okay. That was, I'm glad you clarified. Cause I did have a moment where I was like, do you mean yep. the Phantom Menace or do you mean episode one of this show that we've been right. talking about?
2: Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan do this super fast run to get away from some some droids. Never seen one Jedi do it before or since. And every time I see a Jedi trying to get away from something or someone with force powers trying to get away from something, where's a fast run? Don't you do a fast run? Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Should not have
1: introduced that. Which would have really come in handy on this most recent episode. It
2: would come in handy all the time. Where
1: is the fast run? Uh, And also, since I spent so long talking about David Prost, can I bring up one more thing? Absolutely. Look, I know John Williams doesn't really do Star Wars stuff anymore. And I know, like, and the people who do the show do a perfectly good job. I've thought all the music and all the stars are good. Oh, yeah. But if Darth Vader shows up, you play the Imperial March. Like, what are you you doing? (laughs) At least, like, even if it's just a little undertone,
2: you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can have your, your score to your new thing over, over it, but you,
1: you do want to hear some underscores of that, of the Imperial March. You do. Yeah, it's his theme song. When he's yep. there, it should play, and I that does bother me. And, I like, I, the only thing I can think of, <laughs> but it's Disney, so I'm like, I, is it a money thing? Do you have to pay John Williams some ridiculous amount of money to use it in the show or something? Like, I yeah. just...
2: Excuse, sorry, um... Uh, does badass Billy Gunn walk down to the ring to, like,
1: Jolene? No. no. That would be cool, but it's not his song. Right. You, know what you I mean? need, Yeah, exactly. You got to think of Darth Vader like he's a professional wrestler. And the point exactly. of a theme song is to immediately establish it. If you're Billy Gunn, what do we need to know? You're an ass man. You get yeah. that from the yep. song. It explains yep. I it. I like to hug him. I like to squeeze him. Yeah. I like to shove him. I don't remember all the words. But yeah, that's <laughs> do- how you know you can go back uh I, I highly recommend look it's the only episode of our show i recommend but go back and listen that might, to the that one that might doing. be our best episode it's 100% our best episode <laughs> <laughs> Unequivocally, our no, best episode.
2: I wish the audience could have seen your face. I've never seen you commit so hard to an opinion.
1: We've been doing this a long time, but look—the episode where we broke down the lyrics to Billy Gunn's song "Ass Man." That's that's our. <laughs> like. That's our. That's our Citizen Kane. That's our the, Godfather Part Two.
2: Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Completely. Uh. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of which, I wanted to show you this thing I have. I, I have this beer stein. This beer stein symbolizes the reason why I should not be in control of
1: my money. Is that... So that's... It's Darth Vader... Oh, wait, okay. I need to... So... Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me, me what you see. It's Darth Vader holding a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But then... I'm trying to figure out the design. So... <laughs> there's a it's very busy i think that's what it's the audience very you know.
2: they put too much crap
1: on this i should like, not have bought it it's it's kind of ugly actually <laughs> yeah it's that's what i was trying to take everything there's like a tie fighter on the top which is i'm guessing it's his right it's, it's, like, his. it's his tie advanced yeah you yeah. can tell because it has the curved in
2: wings but it also has only one cockpit so it looks like a tie bomber but it only has one cockpit yeah and
1: then it's is the handle like supposed to be his lightsaber or something that's not supposed to be it but definitely it, is his lightsaber but it's bent it's like so it Bent? can be a
2: handle. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh,
1: and then the bottom of
2: it is his like control panel. Yep, the bottom of it is his his chest plate. Yeah, we're not done yet, my friend. Oh, okay. Uh, a- let me go ahead and turn it around. By the way, this is um the the, the top is it, it is actually metal. I can and- hear the clang. Yeah. The- yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the the body of it, the actual Stein cut part of it is is porcelain. Like it's not oh It's not this cheesy little piece of plastic. Um let me go ahead and turn it around.
1: I find your lack of faith disturbing. And they yeah. had to make sure you knew who said that. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. So it says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. And then it says, like, dash Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was so expensive. We're not
2: done yet, though. Oh. Um, look, at so it, it's a beer stein. So it has a little it has a uh, it has a top to it um, that flips open and close. So it has a little place to put your thumb. If you could just tell them what you see there. On it's the a thumb. butthole. That is yes, yes. <laughs> that's actually the the Greendale um, Community College flag. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's the emblem for the Empire, right? That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Galactic Empire. Yep. Yeah. So this is my, and this is um, see on the side here, that's kind of like where um, he and Luke fought, like the paneling oh, there. And then under yeah. under on the underneath, it actually um gives the uh the lot number and everything of um this like so it's like it's legit and a collector's and also um. I need to give uh my wife all my PayPal information and lock me out of it. <laughs> uh do you drink out of it or is it just for decoration? I have not drink. No, and I probably won't because I have um I have a tankard um that our friend Esther gave to us as a wedding gift. Uh, like a wooden tankard that I'm in love with. I don't think I would drink out of anything else. And this is a collector's thing. I don't know. It's so dumb. Like it shows up in the mail. And I open it and I go, oh, oh no! Why did I do? Like I saw the picture of it, I knew it was stupid, but yet here it is. And I'm like, P- please don't come out with a, please don't come out with a whole series of these. God damn it!
1: I, I'm gonna make you feel better because I'm gonna tell you the last two things that I ordered online and the reason that I should be stopped. Okay. The first one, and neither of these have arrived yet, or else I would show them to you. But they—they're they're both, sure. you know, like I on the wanna, way. I don't want to see your butt plug. Uh, no, that's here. Like that no, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, When I say here, uh, so show it to you if I wanted to. <laughs> you can see the handle, uh, flared base. That's the important thing. Right. View, without a base, without a trace, people. Yeah. Uh, but no, the first thing I ordered. Uh, which I'm mad at you and everyone else who lives in Maryland for not... T- anyone who didn't tell me about this, I'm mad at. Because I, I had to find out on my own online. Oh, dear. That, and maybe you've had these or seen these, but they... Goldfish, Pepperidge Farm Goldfish made Old Bay Goldfish. Yeah, they did indeed. I haven't even had them yet. So, I, I haven't either because they're, they're in transit. But I, I ordered them online because I was trying to find where to buy them. And they, you can't find them in stores, at least in California. But... Mm-hmm. I bought some online as they're being right sent on. Right so that on. Was, you I'm know very, what?
2: And yeah. I will go ahead. I'm not going to make excuses. I do apologize. I should have let you know. Yeah. Thank you. I, appreciate I, I didn't know yeah. either. My my sister who lives in Virginia, for fuck's sakes, um, sent me a picture of them. I didn't know they were around either. They were well, really low key with this release. Yeah, they really were. It
1: was Yeah, that's on Pepperidge Farm, too. Because the funny thing was like, I saw it and then I posted about it on Instagram because I was like, oh, wow. And I wanted to let people know because I'm a good friend. And the amount of people who were like, oh, I had those. They're good that live in Maryland. And I was like, what you sons of bitches? Like, what are you doing? Like, you had oh, these. Okay, well, I'm over yeah. here on the left coast.
2: All of a sudden, all of a sudden, everyone forgot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I could show you the giant thing of Old Bay. That's about half full at this point that I bought, yeah. that I use regularly. Oh, uh, hell and, yeah. Yeah. I put mm-hmm. it on hurry thing. My favorite thing these days is because I bought an air fryer and air fryer tater tots with some Old Bay on them. Oh, hell
2: yeah. Fantastic. Hell Uh, yeah. I sprinkle it on my damn ice cream. It's delicious. That
1: sounds good. I would do that. It is really good. But uh, so the other thing I purchased, this is so ridiculous. Uh, Molly has a tendency. She'll rewatch the same shows a lot like she, you know, which I totally get. Like she has comfort shows and she'll just kind of throw them on. And so her favorite show of all time that she does the most is Frasier. But at some point, she added Cheers into the rotation, which she hadn't really, I don't think, watched every episode of. Awesome. But then, uh, so she, you know, she's on like probably like the third or fourth (laughs) Cheers Uh rewatch that she's had. And, you know, so it's it's cool. And it it works for me because it it honestly kind of feels like. Uh, the days before the internet when, you you know, like, so she'll just be watching and I'll come into a room and it's like, oh, a random episode of Cheers. It's like syndication. Like, it's nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I was watching it and I caught something in Sam's office that I had never noticed before. Maybe you noticed this. Hmm. And then, of course, I had to look it up. And then I found oh. one on eBay and I bought oh, it. No. But it's a sign that is in Sam's office. Do you want to you see that? It looks like it. Um, is it-
2: that looks like an an oldie worldie Irish sign. It looks like it has a a little Irish um, young person on it and like a vest and a top hat. And it says Murphy harmonica.
1: Yeah. So it's It's some some harmonica with a K. It is a harmonica with a K. But yeah, you're exactly right. It's like a vintage sign for Murphy harmonica. I think the only thing you didn't quite sell properly is the blonde locks spilling out of the little boy's hat. Like like he's a kind of like a, a butter boy a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Is what? What is that? Is that a sort of whiskey or something? No, it's a harmonica. It's a, it's brand, a harmonica. It's a brand of harmonica. Why did they spell it with the K? I don't know.
2: Drunk fucking bastards.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, it's <laughs> close enough.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't know. Your Irish is
1: still pretty bad, but it's way better than your English. <laughs> you mean not like the way that I talk? You you mean my impression of an English accent? Your
2: English accent,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it, both both yeah, me, neither great. one of us talk English too good. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I I have a Murphy harmonica sign being sent that's to cool. me to put How, up on the. D-
2: what are the dimensions of that? Is that a big thing or a little thing?
1: Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? I never pay any. Oh, I I hope it's twelve by eight. <laughs> It doesn't fit in the door. I mean, again, I saw it in cheers it looked uh you know, reasonably sized. Uh it does uh, not does it this has to yeah. give dimensions, right? Like it should. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I feel like I have that that I I just dimensions when I read them, they don't land on me. <laughs> like I don't what? I can't to, You know what? I don't see it on here. And I'm not going to keep okay. looking. But fair enough. Yeah, dimensions so, don't land on you if I'm reading them. Like if I re I can't visualize like how big something is. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, which is a big problem, problem. for the butt <laughs> plug. That was Yeah. For real?
2: You really got to <laughs> look into that so to speak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I'm that person that would like earner or, or like order doll furniture because I don't realize that it's <laughs> their inches and not feet. right. Right. You're the you're
2: the person who would be like making Stonehenge
1: for Spinal Tap. Probably. That would be me. One hundred percent. I would be gotcha. the guy to blame for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, hey, we're running out of time and I I would be remiss if we ended mm-hmm. this episode without uh talking about one Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta with the smoky eyes. Yeah, which, uh, speaking of, I, like, I want to play a clip from what I think is Ray Liotta's finest work, if you don't okay. mind. Go for it. If you're ready for it. But oh, please. Packaging.
0: I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey, I tried the patch, they didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was gonna work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. Every Uh, time. I needed that to quit. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other okay. mental health problems. Yeah, we Decrease should do that anyway. use while taking Chantix. <laughs> use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoking behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. You, you're not going to say it again. I know. And I quit smoking with Chantix.
1: <laughs> I did that for you. I, I, put, I started you it over. <laughs> oh man outstanding yeah i just i don't know what it look goodfellas is obviously a masterpiece but for some reason when we heard the news the first thing molly and i wanted to watch was the Chantix commercial hell yeah it's like there's just something about it as long as i can remember i wanted to quit smoking (laughs) you know it's i i think
2: you see that um that meme that is the uh um, him and Goodfellas with the boys all cracking up at um at Joe Pesci, you know, um, which is a great meme. Also, that right. la- Le- Le- Leota's laugh—that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. His laugh was so infectious. <laughs> Like even when he was playing a maniac that you should be afraid of, when he started laughing maniacally,
1: you were like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, you're gonna chop his leg off." It's one of those things I would have really loved to have seen at least like his audition for Cape Fear for the like the theater scene. Uh huh. Uh huh. I want to hear Leota laugh. And Wait, then, did, like, he, did he audition for that? No, I'm saying I like I just would love to hear him. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, I want to see his which, like, I feel like. It's an interesting thing because like Leota, you know, he does more things than I like. I forget how many movies he was in because you always think Goodfellas first and Mm -hmm. like Goodfellas is a masterpiece and he is fantastic in it. He carries that movie. But like. He's done like... I always forget Field of Dreams because I don't care as so much about that movie. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he, but, he has... On IMDb, he is credited with 126 acting roles. Right. He worked consistently. I mean, most yeah. recently, probably the most recent thing I remember seeing him in was, like, Marriage Story, where he played sure. the lawyer and he was great Warrior, in that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he... He just always would have stuff like that. Like, he would always pop up and stuff. Or also, actually, that's not even true. The most recent thing I saw him in, which was super forgettable, not because of him, but because of the movie, was that Sopranos movie that they made. Oh, right, right. I didn't even watch that. I watched it, and I literally forgot it existed
2: until... (laughs) Yeah, because let's not forget, like... Um, just because, just like, yeah, Goodfellas is a masterpiece, and yes, he carries that film. And he was nobody; like, he had some bit roles. He was the um, crazy ex boyfriend in Something Wild, which is a, 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 I really like that movie. Well, and
1: um, I di- I didn't realize this about him, but apparently he was a soap actor. Like, yeah, was he was,
2: a, he was a soap actor, and then, um, Something Wild was kind of his big break into film, and then he had he was in the very end of Field of Dreams, and then. He's, he's in a movie where it's him, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, he's, he not only is holding his own, but like they're carrying that movie together. You know what I mean? It's, it's wild because it, it could have, first of all, perfect casting, And secondly, he could have still, everyone would have forgiven him. It was like, yeah, he, he was okay. But when you're against Pesci and De Niro, you know, what else are you going to do? I think he did the
1: best he could. No, he fucking killed it. Well, and what's interesting is I feel like in that movie, Pesci and De Niro are almost like two opposite poles, you know, like Mm -hmm. one, because Pesci is just all id and rage and he's completely uh, impulsive. And then De Niro You know, the classic like De Niro is just like more stoic, you know, more stoic. That's when he was he had firmly found his
2: footing of, well, if I just repeat the same line 17 times in a row, people think I'm a good actor. Just repeat the same line. That's all you do. (laughs) You just repeat it. Man, all the hits are coming out today. (laughs) Well, you lucky listeners. Jesus Christ. Uh, Which.
1: Look, man, uh, yeah, someday we should have a, like, was De, Niro, was De Niro ever really a good actor conversation, you know? Like, like, in
2: the 70s, he was terrific.
1: He was, but, like, I don't know, was it, you know, was it worth everything after?
2: Yeah, no, for real. Like, I don't mean to take a shit on De Niro, but seriously. I'm not trying to Like, either. everything like, in the 70s was great. Raging yeah. Bull, he, he. I think, kind of reinvented what it means to be a Hollywood
1: actor, And then, and then the next 40 years happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's easier for me to definitively say like Pacino in the seventies is worth it. You know, like, but I, (laughs) yeah, I I wish he hadn't retired, but of course he did because he's a reasonable person. (laughs) Right. He just quit after
2: like, you know, he was probably like, Hey, people don't want to see my old ass act in movies anymore. And I don't really feel like doing the same shit over and over. So, uh, see ya. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, so but I, I feel like they're they're opposite ends. And I think what's interesting is Ray Liotta kind of fluctuates between the two. Like he seems more reasonable than Joe Pesci, but definitely unravels as the movie goes along and really sells that of just his anger and his instability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, but Man, he was
2: good. I, it was always always one of those things where, it, like Ray Liotta was never at front of mind. Um, but then when he showed up in something, you're like, "Hey, Ray Liotta's here!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's it. what it, it is. Is Ray Liotta?
1: Is it, yeah, it feels weird to say that. Like, yeah, because he was in, you know, just an absolute masterpiece, as we keep saying. Like, he was in one of the best American movies ever made, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was great in it, and everybody acknowledges that he was great in it. I've never heard anyone like really disparage his performance in that, but it's, but somehow even having done that, like you said, it's completely correct that the rest of the time, you just kind of forgot about him unless Goodfellas is on. And then he would pop up and you, you were always excited for Ray Liotta to be in something. And because totally, totally because Ray Liotta, he's just one of those actors that he's like, there's a very specific thing that if you need, which is like, I always want to say like lovable dirtbag. I feel like was his wheelhouse. I think that's a great way to put it. You know. Yeah, because he, he needed to be charismatic, and again, did that in marriage story uh, of just I'm the the shark lawyer, but you still you know like I'm the shark lawyer telling you why you need a shark lawyer. You know? Yeah, totally,
2: totally. He was he was Johnny Depp's lovable dad and blow. Oh right, yeah. Which was <laughs> you seem like it's a it seems like a little out of his wheelhouse, but still a home run. Um, he, in, uh, Heartbreakers, he was a, definitely a
1: lovable scumbag in that one. That is a bizarre movie that I have a very distinct memory of. <laughs> that is a very weird movie. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, yeah, man, man. <laughs> it's just, it was like, I'm smiling now, just thinking of Ray Liotta. <laughs> just right. Like, oh, always happy to see Ray Liotta.
1: Which he also, and again, you can really see him shine in this, uh, Chantix commercial, but those eyes, those Ray Liotta eyes too, like he just, he had very piercing, eyes i feel like yeah yeah i remember i told i think i i told i know i told you
2: it might have been on the show years ago i was driving by camden yards and there was a there one of the billboards next to it was just ray Liotta's face and a bottle of tequila and i was like no there weren't even any words on it i don't think (laughs) it was just ray Liotta says tequila and everyone went okay
1: yeah, he just, I think he drank some tequila and accidentally ordered that billboard. I think is what <laughs> happened. He wants some tequila. As long as I can remember. I've always <laughs> wanted to eat the worm. <laughs> <Chantics>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah,
0: so
1: he Pretty was great. Word. I mean, I just, like I said, I, I don't have anything profound to say about Reelio's really career. Like, I think, you know, it stands no, for no. itself. But just absolutely. I, I'm gonna miss that guy. I'm I'm sad yeah. that we're in a Ray Liotta-less world. I think. Yes, yes, that that is a true true bummer.
2: Have, you know what? One of one of the times we got to do this thing where, where when someone dies and we're really happy about it, and yeah.
0: We can just talk
1: shit about whoever died. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we should definitely do
1: that. Like, <laughs> we should celebrate. You know, you know there is one guy i can think yeah, of i know i i'm thinking of him too yeah i think yeah. I maybe when that one happens <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll okay do, we'll we'll get, do you know what it's a date okay great hopefully soon <laughs> <laughs>
2: like like maybe, like maybe before 2024 would be terrific that, that would be great
1: for me that's for, really good timing <laughs> just for my anxiety level <laughs> and my sleep <laughs> that would be great Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> question everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, shut up and get a Ray Liotta. Of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows
2: on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
1: In a world where people watch movies, I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie sometimes they look for the silver lining wait a second i like this part of this movie joel and andy do that work for you the silver linings playback i like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie i like every monday on the peak sloth podcast
0: network or wherever you get your podcasts